Hey, so a lot of you have been wondering where this podcast is, because I haven't been going online in a while, and for that I apologize, but I uh, went through another existential, like, what is it that I'm actually doing kind of thing, um, and I realized I needed to get a lot more clear with myself about what it is I'm trying to achieve here, and what it is I, um, I need to put out there, what kind of content um, I've also been focusing on a move, etc. And so I'm sorry that I haven't been around for you guys. But, uh, but now I'm back. And I'm back with a vengeance. And um, I wanted to share with you a little bit about my origin story. And then uh, give you a little preview for the next episode. Next episode is going to be about money and freedom. Uh, and how money buys freedom. That's a really important concept for living a passionate life. Is How do I create freedom? A lot of us are like, well, what about rent? What about this? What about that? And, and it's, it's a... Um, it's it's difficult to to think about all that when you're like okay well how do I how do I do what I love when I don't know if I'll make the money and so it's a good concept to have money is something that's really important to master in order to create a sustainable passionate life um, so that'll be the next episode um, for right now I just want to give you a little bit of a background on where I came from and why this is so important to me I was born in Hershey Pennsylvania and uh, it's it's a pretty cool place. There are streetlights that look like Hershey Kisses downtown. And yes, on a hot day, the, the town does smell like chocolate from recess area. It's a pretty cool thing. I love it. And um, it was great living there, but unfortunately we moved pretty quickly to California, uh, which was good and bad. It was a little bit much for me when I was seven. And um, as I was a kid, I would always craft and make things with my hands and when I graduated high school, which was a, a really chaotic time for me, I moved around a lot more and, uh, and lived in a group home during the, my high school years. Um, my, I approached my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, I would love to go to graphic design school. And he said to me, he said, Joe, I'd love to help you out. Let's look at some design schools. And we looked at the design schools and every single one, he, he said... Uh, he said that it wasn't good enough, or I don't know if I, he didn't know if I'd make money, etc. And um, it was this dual thing where part he was partly saying you can do it, and partly saying you need to pick something else. And it was confusing for me because I don't know if he meant to do it, but he discouraged me from doing what I wanted to do, um, which only made me hunger for it later. So I got my two-year associate's degree, and um, and then needed to. To, to do something else afterwards, and I, and I approached him again. And this, at this point, I didn't know how to sustain myself yet, so I felt I needed his help. And I'm like, hey, Dad, so I'd like to go to graphic design school. He's like, okay, let's look at the schools. And, you know, rinse, wash, and repeat. And I, and I just got hungrier and hungrier because I didn't feel like I could do it. I didn't feel like I could make money doing what I loved, even though... Even though people were buying my crafts, I was making things with my hands. I was knitting. I'd learned to knit when I was 10, and I, I'd knit from, I have knit for more than half my life. And um, people were buying my hats. And I was making money just not even trying, just by, by doing it, by, by crafting, people were buying my things. And to this day, I, I actually sold two journals today that I started, commissioned two journals. Um, 
so that's that's a thing I still do. I, I book bind now more so than knit. Knitting doesn't really make financial sense because it takes like five hours to make a hat and you can only sell it for like 30 bucks. But a journal make takes like one to two hours and you can sell it for 50. So it makes a lot more sense. But um, I, 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 I just hungered. The more that I, I felt like I couldn't do what I wanted to do, the more I hungered for it. And that's something that you'll find is that that hunger is important. Hunger and passion go hand in hand. Um, that, that drive, drive, drive is a weird thing because it often comes from not having what you want and, and wanting to go after what you want. So it comes from a place of scarcity, but when tapped into in the right way, you don't have to get yourself into a place of, 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 of longing. You have to get yourself in a place of yearning, which is a good thing because yearning gives you that energy you need to get it, and it doesn't stop you from getting it. When you're all down in the dumps, like say, say like you're like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. It's, I'm, I don't have what I want. I, I don't know how to get it then you're not in a place of, of where you are in an emotional space where you can achieve it. But if you're, you don't have it and you get into a place of like, oh, I'm so, so, I really want this. I'm going to get off my ass and do what I need to do. Um, it's, it gives you the energy you need and you're also open, to, you're mentally open to receiving what you want. There, there's a, a dual thing when it comes to um, trying to achieve something is you, you have to do the work but you also have to be willing to get it because there's so many people who are just who are just pedaling and pedaling and pedaling on a on like a stationary bicycle doing nothing not getting any closer being busy but not really getting closer to their goal and that's because mentally they might have the drive but they're not open to receiving it and sometimes it can be scary because then it's like if you've been working for something for 5 years you're like, well, what's the meaning anymore if you achieve it? And then you'll stop yourself from achieving it because you're scared of that lack of meaning. So that's a concept that would, would help, will help you uh, build a passionate life and actually achieve it. Because once you achieve it, it's not like there's not going to be any problems. I mean, we always need problems to solve. There's just going to be bigger problems. Like the, your, your, your goal is going to shift. You're going to achieve your goal and then your goal is going to get bigger. Um, but I need to go to the bathroom, so let me pause this, and then I will record the rest in a moment. So one of the things you hear me talk about a lot is living a passionate life, doing things you enjoy, and having the freedom to do what you want with your time, and hang out with the people that you want, all that jazz. And um, one of the obstacles that many, 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 many people have in the way of that is money. How do I make money but not sacrifice so much of my time so I'm stuck at work or, you know, or like if you're an entrepreneur, like you're always working on your business or you're in traffic or you've got a nine to five or you're a manager or you're the owner of a small business and you always have to keep putting yourself out there to make more and more and more money. And it can suck because they don't have time to do the things you love, which is the real crux of life. Like, how do you build a life you love? And a main ingredient you need is time. And a main thing you can use to buy time is money. Um, One of the things that I ended up doing for myself is I built a business on phone flipping. Buying phones, selling phones. And I was nervous at first, but uh, I was kind of a phone geek in high school. So phones excited me. And... um, at first, I was just offering to buy certain phones for 
a good price that I would see on uh, Craigslist or let go or offer up and I would resell them and make maybe 50 bucks per, like not too much and it would take a couple weeks to sell each one and it wasn't a sustainable business to actually help me out. Um, but then I met this guy, his name is David Kosciusko. I don't know if you guys know him or not, but you should know him. He's freaking awesome. He has this YouTube channel uh, where he teaches how to make um, money using phones, uh, buying and selling electronics. And um, he had this course and he and I actually had the same mentor at one point, a business mentor that we both learned from. And, um, and he ended up, uh, uh, and we actually met uh, in person and, uh, one time I flew out to see uh, David. And he taught me through his course how to, um, how to really supercharge my business and not do like $50 every two weeks. And in the first three weeks of having his program, I made a ton of money. I made uh, $4,000 profit. And that's profit for about $3,000 that I spent on electronics. I got $7,000 back. It's pretty awesome. Now, some people don't have that amount of money. I didn't start with much at all, actually. I started with um, like a couple hundred and it pretty quickly grew. And then I also had people help by, you know, helping me invest and everything. But you can start with as little as a couple hundred and start flipping. But if you have more, it's always better, of course. Um, it wasn't necessarily easy, uh, but he makes it simple. And that's what was really cool. So if you want his course, which is... Uh, I believe, uh, uh, even if you don't want his course, his course is like 700 bucks, 697. Um, but he has a lot of, a lot of free, uh, free information in this little e-packet. And um, let me tell you, my dad uh, was inspired by the amount of money I was making. And he used David's free stuff to make a business for himself. He didn't even buy the course. He just used the free stuff that was on YouTube. And uh, in this ebook uh, that I'll actually send you, give you a link in the description, um, there, where you, you put in your email and then you get this free, I actually don't even remember what, I think it's like an ebook or, or, or like a, a PDF that gives you a lot of information to help you get started. Um, and then of course, if you're ready for the course, that's the real way to supercharge uh, yourself. And you know, you might not get the results that I got. You might get better, you might get worse, but it's a great opportunity to, um, to, uh, uh, get yourself out there and to make some money and free yourself up so you can live a passionate life. So just look in the show notes on whatever podcast platform you're using and the link will be right there. All right, I'm back. Um, the real meat of my story comes from when I went from community college to Rutgers. I went for computer science. Um, programming is something that I enjoy doing, but, uh, I didn't connect it to my passion. I felt like I was doing it for my family, for my dad, because he, w he would, um, whether he meant to or not, he discouraged me from going after graph design or art creation um, because uh, whether he meant to or not, I picked up that he thought it wouldn't make me any money and that would be hard. So that was a shame. I feel really bad about that. But when I went to Rutgers, I went for computer science and then my hunger kept growing underneath the surface. I wanted to do something creative. I wanted to do something art, art focused. And even though programming was art focused, I wasn't doing it for that reason. And so it bubbled up underneath the surface. And um, while I, I became very successful, I was president of the Harry Potter community service organization called 
Muggle Mayhem, and I was president of a programming club and um, had a, a great social life on campus. There was something I needed. There was something I wanted. And um, there was one semester where I took a class called Harry Potter and the Hero's Journey, and it was about Hero's Journey through Harry Potter. And in the second class, I realized that the teacher had never read Harry Potter. So I, I confronted her about it, and I was like, hey, so, you know, how did she... It came up because somebody mentioned the Dark Mark, which was in the fourth book, the beginning of the fourth book. And um, she didn't know what the Dark Mark was. And I was like, what, seriously? You don't know what the Dark Mark is, and you're teaching a university class on Harry Potter? And um, she told me, yeah, she was like, you know, a week before the class started, they're like, hey... Uh, professor so-and-so has to take a leave of absence this semester. Are you willing to take over the class? And she's like, sure. And she didn't even read the books. She was just starting the fourth book when that would happen. Um, and so that was kind of interesting. That it's like, wow, that's crazy. Um, that she had not even read this book. And um, it really freaked me out. And I... And I decided to go on my own hero's journey. I was hearing the calling. Like, the whole idea of the hero's journey is there's the calling. And something was calling me to travel and to just kind of get out of this rut. So I, I, I up and left. I went to Colombia for two months and Lithuania for a couple weeks and, and Latvia for, um, for, uh, uh, for a couple months and, uh, and then back to the U.S. and moved to Austin and... Um, and it was then that I realized I needed to go deep into what I really wanted to do, which was crafting and, and just making things with my hands. So I created Book Off Books, and this is the real crux of the thing. This is where passion comes into play. This is where um, I figured out what passion is for me. I went to, um, I, I created Book Off Books, which is a book binding. I would make journals. And I would put in literally 100 hours a week. It was crazy. I would put in 100 hours a week. I would wake up at um, uh, like 9 a.m. or so, work until, say, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., and then I'd go to sleep. And then um, I'd rinse, wash, repeat, maybe take one day off a week. And I haven't done the math, but it's something like 80, 100 hours, something like that. And um, after doing this for a few weeks... I was only making about like $200 or $300 profit after all was said and done. It was just not sustainable. And so that was where I understood is like, I, I forgot to sleep. I forgot to eat. It wasn't that I, I was forcing myself to work. It was that I loved doing this so much that I just forgot to do everything else, even though I needed to, of course. I still ate, I still slept, but it was almost like I didn't want to. It was the distraction from the work that I really wanted to do. So... That really helped me understand where I was coming from, where I was going, and, um, and what I wanted to b bring in my life, that passion. And I, I'd had a blog for a while, but I never really had such a singular focus. And that singular focus and singular mission of how do I create a passionate life and how do I help others understand what that means and create it for themselves. Because um, I think the world would be a lot better place if we're all so passionate about what we do that we don't need to uh, fill in the gaps with anything. Like we don't need to use other people to fill in the gaps of where we're not passionate about what we do. And we don't need to fill in the gaps of what we're, pa we're not passionate about by eating too much or smoking too much or drinking or all this thing. Nothing wrong with those things, but when they're done to fill in the gaps of our soul, 
then we're not fulfilled. Uh, so my hope is that this will reach you and you'll understand this. And by subscribing and, and listening to the things that I share, um, it'll help you create that sense of deep passion. I hope to help you with that. Um, in the next episode, I'll talk more about money and the freedom that it brings and how you should think about money in order to use it as a lifestyle tool. A lot of people are thinking about money in, um, in, from a sense of, I need it, I want it, I don't have it. Um, and while those things may be true, the way you think about money helps, the way it helps you get more of it or causes you to lose more of it. It's the same way where if you go into a social situation thinking no one will like you, well, you'll find that people won't like you. Um, money, in a lot of ways, in some ways it is not like that at all, but in some ways the way you think about it dictates the way you interact with it. You have a relationship with money. That's just the truth of the matter. You might not pay attention to how your relationship with money is working, but you have a relationship with money, and your relationship with money is important in, um, in how, how free you feel, and that's important in making a passionate life. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.